morning, everyone. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I am Michael Goldsmith with Father Tim Buren, and we are in St. Charles, Minnesota at St. Charles Boromar Church. We are on to our last interview for the morning. Time goes fast, doesn't it, Father? <laughs> certainly does go fast. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Well, we've been hearing so much about John the Baptist throughout Advent, and, you know, we really, what do we know about the saint, John the Apostle, the Evangelist? Well, we're going to hear from Father Jeff Epler of the Diocese of Fargo, and he's going to teach us about St. John and what we can learn from his life. Father, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Merry Christmas. Why, thank you. You too. Joy yes. in the incarnate word, huh? Yes. Amen to that. Amen. Well, Father, why don't you just uh, tell us uh, real quick what you want to get into and, uh, you know, and, and talking about his gospel and how it starts. Okay, well, you know, the infamous prologue of John's gospel in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And all things came to be through divine Word. And so you find then, as you continue to read into it, the Word of God becomes flesh and dwells among us, and we have seen His truth and His glory. And and, and we find this is the Incarnation. It begins with this whole divine plan in, in, the, in the very mind and heart of God that is manifested in the flesh with the birth of Christ. And so um, Christmas, of course, as we're celebrating now, is intimately connected to that whole beginning of John's Gospel, and he just starts it off from right there. It's pretty amazing. And so and that- Christmas... Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you please. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, the Christmas mystery, we celebrate this divine word becoming flesh, born for us to save us and to bring us back to the bosom of the Father, uh, which was the origin and beginning of all things anyway. So, yeah, it's an awesome time. And today, of course, is the feast day of St. John the Apostle, who is also St. John the Evangelist, same person. And his gospel is just, it's pretty uh, pretty lofty in that you get a, a deep piercing into the veil of the, uh, the the mystery of God Himself, which uh, is a very unique uh, vantage point in His Gospel, which I think is why it's adequately summed up as the symbol of John's Gospel is the eagle. You know, it soars, soars, and the soul soars when it reads John's Gospel. Yeah, I know when we were listening in Mass this morning, you know, and, re- and listening to the Gospel, you know, and it says the disciple ran ahead of him, but it really doesn't say who it is, but it, the Church ties that to him, correct? Correct. That's true. Yes. That is true. That's, always consider the disciple whom Jesus loved was, was John. Mm-hmm. Right? That's been the consensus of the Church. And it, it makes sense. Um, you've got John who, who doesn't struggle in faith to the degree the others do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always found that intriguing because I think it, it he was given a singular grace. And, you know, there's there's particular things that John really had going for him that the other apostles kind of didn't. <laughs> That's what <laughs> right. I noted. Um, you, you find, uh, even though he struggled in the beginning like a lot of the other ones did, because you have uh, him and his brother James, you know, wanting to sit at the right and left of Jesus and all that. Yeah. But but you find there's a, a real change that takes place in John. And you see this really at the Last Supper, where out of all the other apostles, there's only one that Christ really brings into a deep intimacy by simply allowing John to rest upon his heart. Hmm. And you don't find that with the other apostles. Um, John, I think, his capacity to love was, well, as, as Lord obviously knew, was uh, unbelievable. And so you find that John's really the only one that follows Christ along through his passion. I mean, Peter tries, but 
Uh, we kind of know what happened to Peter. <laughs> okay. Right, right. But, but, yes, but, but John, he, uh, he continues on. He, he goes all the way to the foot of the cross, witnesses the death of Jesus, stands with Our Lady, and uh, is even given by Christ, from the heart of Christ, the gift of Our Lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that John really drew a deep strength from the Sacred Heart, this heart that he witnessed being pierced, that poured out blood and water, this heart that was given to him in the Eucharist at the Last Supper, he he had a love that uh, that conquered fear. Um, where the other apostles, they I mean, they all fled. I mean, John did too, but he came right back. And you find that John will actually reflect that mystery in his first epistle, where he speaks about uh, perfect love casts out all fear, and he experiences that himself in the Passion, the Crucifixion of Christ. So John is a, a He's, quite frankly, he's a marvel. <laughs> he's a marvel. What a blessing, then, that yeah. you have one of your parish assignments as St. John the Evangelist. Do your parishioners feel as empowered as you are to uh, uh, to really promote uh, St. John the Evangelist? You know, uh, I hope so. I don't think yet, but they will. Mm, oh, they amen. Will. I've only been <laughs> yeah. here six months, so... Oh, wonderful, wonderful. On that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one of the things we have been doing in Paris to really promote, there's a connection with St. John, with Our Lady. Um, Absolutely. I mean, we know that Christ gave uh, him over to her, her to him. And, uh, and what we've been doing is we've been promoting the rosary. We just uh, just got basically oh. done with 9,000 rosaries for grafting. We've been promoting that since the uh, beginning of August. And Christmas Eve, just a few days ago, Christmas Eve, our parish has, Prayed nine thousand rosaries for the conversion oh, of our town. Beautiful, so was, it, it was, yeah, a great gift to the Word of God made flesh, and I'm sure John's pretty happy about that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> what oh, was yeah. the what was the uh, in, uh, initiation of that? What was going on in your heart that you had this desire to bring this to the people of Grafton? Well, I, I definitely have a devotion to Our Lady, um, and one of our uh, parishioners involved in our youth ministry brought up the possibility of, of doing this rosary crusade. And so uh, I thought it was a great idea. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get people praying. Get mm. people praying. I mean, you know, it, uh, uh, a parish that prays together stays together. Amen. You know, I'm kind of paraphrasing Father Peyton's quote, <laughs> family <laughs> right. that prays together stays together. But uh, the parish family is it's a family of God, and, and uh, we need to be really sending our, our hearts up to the Lord and no better way than to the heart of Our Lady. Mm-hmm. And so uh, miracles always happen when people pray. I mean, God is the God of the miraculous, and uh, He touches heart whenever we pray. God can't help Himself. He is love, after all. And, and so, and how, yeah, so we yeah. got it I'm going so- from that point on. Got it going, and we've been keeping track of how many people, rosaries people pray, and and, uh, I mean, the deep desire of, I'm sure, our patron, St. John, is that we come to know the Lord, and the best way is going to be through the heart of Our Lady. Well, how so. do you tie that in, Father, with, with it, you know, you, you alluded to it, but what the importance of, a, of John receiving Mary into his home at the foot of the cross? I mean, there's the theme of the Christmas, and how, how can we receive him into our hearts, this, you know, through this Christmas season? And, uh, you know, can you allude into that a little bit more? Well, you know, John was intimately connected to the Incarnate Word. Uh, Our Lady, obviously, is pivotal in that whole mystery of the Incarnation, because it's through her that that the Word of God assumes his his sacred humanity. And he is intimately joined to Our Lady. Their hearts beat as one. You know, his humanity is basically her humanity. And, And so when Christ gives 
John over to Our Lady and her to him, he is really sharing this mystery of himself to his whole church. Our Lady stands obviously paramount as Mother of God and Mother of the Church, but John is a a shining member of that body. And so this gift of Our Lady and, and gifts of John to each other is a gift of Christ for his whole body. Uh, and it's a gift that God wants us all to have, an intimacy with him through the intimacy of Our Lady, to be the family, to be the mm-hmm. family of, of God, of the Father. So it, it's a mystery of, of divine family life, really, when you look at yeah. how John responds to this gift of God. Right, and, le- and leading the Church into, you know, into its holiness, and placing her in her rightful position as the queen of the universe, as, as our mother, as our spiritual mother. Amen. Amen yeah. to that. You know, and I think it's so, so beautiful and, and, and how that gets so mixed up in our world today, you know, with, with people not understanding that fully when it's right there in Scripture, when Jesus, you know, gives that <laughs> specific instruction, you know, how, how, how that cannot be so easy to, to, to take in, right? Oh, oh most certainly. And, and the Lord uses familial terms when he gives the gift of Mary and John to each other. You know, it, it's really, it's always a gift coming forth from him and from his heart. The gift of Our Lady is really a gift from God to the Church for a mom. We need a mama. <laughs> we need a mom. And John needs a mom, too. So right. Was this devotion something that you've had for a while, or was it something that has developed over time? Or uh, it's, it's a devotion I've had for a long time. Um, I, I belonged for the last 20 years to Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. and we're, we're marrying Trinitarian. And so you have, we're always moving in that uh, relationship that Our Lady has with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I've been formed. And of course, uh, I've had devotion to the Sacred Heart for uh, pretty much most, uh, most of my Catholic life. Because uh, I was born on the feast day of St. Margaret Mary Alco. So the oh, Lord's my. been like really good to me. Yeah, Amen. he's been generous. <laughs> well, Amy, thanks so much for being with us this morning, Father, and explaining a little bit more of how this ties in with, with the season that we are in, the Christmas octave, and how this beautiful feast day falls in that octave, uh, and, and how we are tied to St. John the Evangelist. Thanks for being with us this morning. My pleasure. God bless you all. Merry Christmas. God bless, God bless you. Merry you. Christmas. Yep. Well, thanks. It brings us back to the very end of our show here. And, Father, it's been a pleasure being out here in St. Charles. We're at the end of our year, uh, so we'll be going into a new year, 2020, here shortly. And any final thoughts for, for the year and to the people on our network? Well, Michael, you are such a blessing and grateful that you are hosting um, on a regular basis and really a blessing to us in this part of the listening area, locally uh, AM 970. But we're grateful for the entire listening audience again. And on behalf of all of those who are on the air and all of those involved with World Presence Live, we want to wish each and every one of you a blessed, blessed Christmas. And may Christ continue to overflow in your heart, Michael, and the rest as we continue to live the great message of Christmas, that God keeps his promises. Emmanuel, God is with, with us. us. Absolutely. Again, thank you for joining us with us. This is Real Presence Live, coming to you 9 to 11, Monday through Friday. Coming up next, we have More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Pacek, and they will be joining us in, t- in just a little bit. And God bless everyone out there. Thanks for listening this morning, and Merry Christmas.
This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.